Blog Talk Radio.
that they're very close to, they'll say, no, you don't. You don't know it. Just I'm gonna let you just see that the way you see that. I wanna start off with saying um, I'm asking God to give us ears to hear all tonight and give us a heart to receive, a mind to meditate, and for us to really listen. Not just give you an ear to hear, but to listen and just think about it. If that shoe fits, don't just put that shoe on. Shoes come in pairs. Put that pair on and um, try to walk into a new destination, how you say destination. Um, Turn it around. Ask God to turn it around. So I want to start off with, we're going to read. I'm I'm not going to just recite it. I'm going to read it because I believe when I look at these words that God has given me to read on tonight, I'm going to get something more from it, and you will too. We're going to read Psalms 23, 1 through 6 verses. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still water. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path. Path is an echo of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thine are with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. The enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. All the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I'm going to read that again in a little while. But I read that to say, God, I don't think we understand that when you made us, everything was already prepared. Mm. We didn't have to come into this world looking for anything because it was it was a void without form. You took care of that. It had darkness over it. You put the light in place. You took care of that. You made the day, day, the night, night. You took care of that. You put the fowls in the air and the, uh, the fish and sea monsters or whatever you want to call them, and the sea, you took care of that. You put the trees and the vegetables and the plants and uh, the creepy crawly things and the animals and everything else on the earth, you took care of that. 
You separated the waters. You made dry land and wet land. You took care of that. You made the signified day from night. You took care of that. You separated. And then when all of that was done, you decided that you was going to make man in your own image. Mm. You said to your sons, let's make man in our own image. So when we came, all it was there for us to do was Moses, uh, not, I'm sorry, not Moses, Adam just named him. And then you saw that everything had a mate and had a place to be comfortable, lay their head, communicate with their own kind, but Adam had no one. So you decided to give Adam someone after you gave Adam your rules and regulations and the uh, do's and the don'ts, and you had him to, his job was to educate who you gave him. But somehow, somewhere along the line, the evil one snuck in, unaware, Adam was too busy. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I'm saying he out picking roses, lilies, and uh, trying to find some, some sweet to bring home to his honeybee, and uh, he wasn't paying no, uh, no attention. So that that slick one came in and started whispering in her ear, and uh, she got tricked. So then she tricked Adam. Mm-hmm. I said all that to say this. We don't understand that created us. All we had to do was follow instructions. When God created us, he created us with no want. We didn't have to want for nothing. We didn't have to look for nothing. We didn't have to do nothing but just keep the garden. The garden that flows with riches, with uh, all types of uh, stones I've never seen and I've only heard of, saw pictures of, read in the Bible. But riches, all we had to do was just exist and follow God's instructions. But no, that wouldn't that wasn't good enough for us. We had to look for something else. And ever since then, mankind has been trying to, <coughs> excuse me, get back in God's presence. Or, on the other hand, maybe say on the other hand, because Jesus is on the right hand of God, I want to be on his right hand on the right side. We're trying to prove that he's not because of the slick ones that came in. So with that being said, I was eavesdropping tonight on a phone call. Well, I really couldn't say eavesdropping because the phone call came through in my presence. And I heard that in my old neighborhood, so over nine people or something got shot again. Something's going on because the evil one has snuck in. We're, we're looking for revenge. We're, we're looking for 
everything, but we're not looking in the right place. You know, we're not looking where we need to look. We're not looking where we should be looking. We're not going where we need to go. We're not going to the tower. My Lord is a strong tower. His word says if we come in, we shall be the God I serve is not a punk, no. The God I serve is not a wimp, no. The God I serve is not sometimes, no. The God I serve is a now faith God, an on time God, a redeeming God. A restoring God, and He's even the type of God that you can hold a conversation with Him, you can talk to Him, and say, I, I don't understand. God, help me in my unbelief. God, help me with this right here because this right here is it, it, throwing me for a loop. This right here, I'm not understanding it. This right here, Lord, I, I'm, I'm not getting it. You know. He don't throw us away. He's a patient God. He waits on us. You know, but he tells us, don't don't wait too long. Don't have him waiting too long. Don't just think because you know he's a good God that uh, he's going to keep putting up with your put up. Hmm. See, I had to come to my senses sometime in my life. I had to come to my senses and say, you know, I keep hearing enough is enough. Mm-hmm. I keep remembering things my ancestors taught us, my mom taught us. When I say our ancestors taught us, because when my mother's mother taught her and her mother's mother her and so on backwards. They taught their children to teach their children to teach their children to teach their children. Now we're teaching our children to teach their children. So when I sit back and I look and I said, okay, God, enough is enough. So whoever that knows me is seeing this live or in the replay. I remember once I had a auntie that says, when things start happening close to you, God's trying to get your attention. God is sending you a message. So even if you can't see it or hear it yourself, God is going. God is sending you a message. This is not just for the ones that still live over there. This is for the ones like myself and my family members and others that have moved from over there, but you know about that area where we grew up in, when we keep hearing something that's happening, God's trying to get our attention. See, when I read Psalm 23, and I said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. When God made man and brought him on his earth, we came on his earth on the sixth day after he worked on the first, the second, the third, the fourth, and the fifth day, he brought us in with no want. Mm, Jesus. 
Jesus. Then when I read it, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It, it's not just something that was a good idea to put there in the first sentence, because when God brought mankind on this earth, he brought us on this earth with no want. When I heard about the different things that has been going on in the city I live in, in Chicago, I'm not crazy enough to think that it's only happened here. We only hear about it so much because that's what our news stations are clued up to focus on. We hear a little bit over here in this city, a little bit over there in that state, but we hear mostly about it at home because we want people to hear. When I say we want, I'm talking about the news station, the government, they want you to think it's only happening right here. No. The word of God says the enemy is going to and fro seeking who he may destroy. He's not worried about one city. He's going around this world seeking who he may destroy. And we're not doing what we were taught to do. We were taught to pray. Pray without ceasing. Pray till something happens. You know how, this is just a little sidebar. You know, as young ladies, when we were little girls and we wanted to start wearing high heels and we knew we couldn't walk in them, we kept trying until we got it right. And when we was able to stand up without falling over, we started practicing how to walk in with our strut, you know, put the salt in our. We learned how to turn in them and pose in them. And, oh, we, we did what we had to do to emphasize we was wearing high heels. We started, maybe started out with the little kitten heels. Then we went to the little pump. Then we went to the little two inches. We had the nerve to go to the threes, the fours, the fives. So I'm trying to do the six, the stilettos. Matter of fact, walking on a, a short a ladder. This, that's that, that. That's just that. We practice how to dress. Certain outfits. Uh huh. Y'all know what I'm talking about. For the young men, when you learn how to shave, you you first started shaving. You you just cut yourself here. You cut yourself there. And you put the little tissue here. The little tissue there. You didn't stop. You kept doing it, even with them hair bumps, pulling the hairs out, whatever. You started going to the uh, barber shop or whatever. You did what you had to do. Well, I'm saying that to say this. When we start listening to what God is saying to us, and we started listening with him with a real ear. You know, I, I had to ask God to, sanctify my ears at one point because, see, a lot of times we hear stuff but old folks say it just bounce upside our head or go in one ear and out the other. But when I really started looking at everything that's going on, we're doing everything. We're talking about it. We're repeating it, picking up the phone, telling somebody about it, or reposting it or sharing it on Facebook we're not praying about it. So I'm going to go back to this. Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. When God created man, he created man and brought him in after he 
worked on the first, the second, the third, and the fourth, and the fifth day. After he separated the waters, the, the daylight, the nighttime, and, and he put the moon and the stars and the animals and the fish in the sea and the birds in the air and the vegetation and the uh, animals on earth. After he did all that, he brought mankind forth, and mankind didn't have to want for anything. All we had to do was follow instructions. And then when you go on to the next one, he say, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Not pasture, pasture with an M. He leadeth me beside the still water. See, in the beginning, I told you it was rivers in the Garden of Eden that flowed with stones and riches that we didn't want for nothing. And the third verse says, He restores my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. When we start hearing about things that's going on and we know that we just say, uh, people are saying, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? No, it's nothing we can do. We did not create this world. No, we didn't. We was put here to do one thing, follow God's instruction, find the lost, help the lost, help the ones that don't believe, backsliders, help the ones that never knew, or the ones that caught in between, you know, as my mom and my auntie used to say, in between, they're straddling the fence. You know, no, I don't die every eye and I don't cross every teeth. Don't give me, don't, don't think that's what I'm saying. But you know what I thank God for? He's given me people in my life, even when I don't want to hear it, to say, what would Jesus do? Did God say that? What, what you think God is, how do you think God feel about that? You, I think you need to go pray about that. Matter of fact, I know you need to pray. I'm going to pray with you and I'm going to pray for you. See, when we sit back and look at things and hear about this is going on in your neighborhood or this is going on in places that a uh, place that you used to live or you used to hang out, when we hear about those things, I'm trying to tell you what I was told growing up, God's trying to get your attention. And I've noticed several things in this world. I've noticed. I never thought I would live to feel those pains. I used to hear my mom and dad and older family members talk about never thought that. I never thought I would gain the weight. I did. Never thought that. I never thought I would have gray hair or bags of wrinkles. Never thought that. Because that was the mind frame I had. But at one point in time, before I got the weight, before I got the different hair color, before I got the wrinkles in the back, I heard God say, "It's time." I'm not—I can't tell you the words He said, but I knew that God was calling me out of the mess and the life that I was living, even though I was having a ball, I was having fun, I was at the top of my game, everything was going good, everything was looking good. But I felt myself crying. I'm sorry, I'm out partying. I found myself in a place 
of mine that I said, Lord, help me. I can't do this anymore. God, I need a way out. When you created man, woman and man, we came on this earth not wanting anything. God, I don't want to live like this no more. So I'm saying that to say, if you know that there's a shift in the spirit, there's a shift in the atmosphere, you see these things are coming, stop turning your head and looking like it's only happening over there. No. It, it, the wind is blowing, and, and the word of God tells us we don't know which way the wind going to blow. We don't know which direction it's coming from. You know, I, I look at different movies, and I looked at a movie for the second time uh, since I watched it a couple of weeks ago uh, called Clone. And I saying that to say this. I saw something different in the movie that I didn't see before. See, a lot of people thinking we're going to get another chance. We can, in other words, they they thinking it's a clone stuff or whatever. You're not going to get another chance to do what God has called you to do when He says enough, and you don't take Him up on that. I'm not saying <clears throat> you're not going to get another chance to get saved. No, that's not what I'm saying. But I believe called you to do something. He called you at a time for a time such as this. And if you don't want it, he'll give it to someone else. And they'll do it. How my sister always say, don't miss God. She tells me that all the time. She said, Renee, don't miss God. If God has given you something to do, told you something to say, do what God told you to do. Don't miss God. And I believe we have so much fear in our life for man than we do for God. See, the Word teaches us that God is our resource. Now, I'm going to say this before I finish that up. Do y'all know we were born to die? I've been saying that for a while now. We were born to die. What do you do from the year you was born to the year you die? What, what are you doing in between there? So in between my line of birth to death, I don't want to miss God. I didn't miss so much from when I thought I was having fun, living my best to my best, doing my do, uh, making sure, you know, everything I wanted had to be sparkling, everything I wanted had to be shining, everything I wanted had to be uh, what I considered was the best for me. I'm just saying, I, I, I had to come to a point when I heard God call me, I was at a big party. I'm being honest with you all. It was full. A lot of people was there. Everything was going on. The music was popping. I mean, everything was just like a party. And somebody walked up and he, they said, hey, you all right? And I looked up and said, yeah, they was like, for real? Really, I wasn't. Because God was talking to me, even though I could hear the music, but I, yet I couldn't hear it. 
He wasn't yelling. He wasn't screaming. He wasn't doing any of that. He was just talking to me. But God had my undivided attention in this party. And believe it or not, I got up. I said, I'm, I'm, I'm out. I'm gone. And they was like, you believe I'm out. I'm gone. We'll see now you won't. And I hadn't been back since. When I got for real about understanding that when God created me, he created me not to have a want. That even in the middle of me wanting something, he said, if I be patient, good and obedient, I can eat the good of the land. I, I can't rush God. Hmm. God waited on me. Some things we know he do immediately. Some things we know he make us wait for. You know how in the world they say, how bad do you want it? I want God just that bad. I'm going to wait for him. I'm going to make sure. We're going to finish this up. Verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadows of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I thank God for giving me Psalms 23 tonight because, see, a lot of times we say, oh, I talk about that, I read that, I know that, I heard that so much, but see, how many times have you applied that to your life? How many times have you applied it to your life that the Lord is my shepherd? How many times have you just said, I will obey God than man? How many times have you really realized that if God be for me, he's more than the world against me? How many times have you Realize that God will hide you in a secret place. How many times have you realized and understood that when everything is going on, when you stop calling on this person and that person, and old folks, we used to say flipping through our roller deck. Now we say strolling through our phone. When you stop calling everybody and you start calling on the name of Jesus, you start waiting on God. God will give you the correct person to call, or God may even have them call you. He may even have them run into you or come to your house or see you at the store. You never know. I'm going to give you another good example. The reason I use myself is not for arrogance. It's not for being conceited. It's for to let you know that if God could bless me, he'll bless you. He has no respect to person. He doesn't. He will bless whoever he want to bless, whether you save or not. He will bless you. You know, so you have to get to the mindset, if you're not saved, if God do this for me and I'm not saved, what will God do for me if I decide to say yes, Lord? Once once upon a time, a young man called me and said, uh, I've been looking for you. And I said, really? Matter of fact, his name was Rusty Pippa. We grew up together next door to one another. He had no sisters. 
and I uh, considered him as my brother. Uh, he stayed next door to us, and me and my sister Cecilia uh, was very close with him. When he graduated from high school, Urban, um, not, I'm sorry, it's the Urban Prep, that's my son graduated, I'm sorry, um, Lane Tech, he invited us to his graduation, and I thought that was so awesome, but he was like, but you are my sister, I would love for you to come. Anyway, he had called uh, Miss Franklin, that was the lady off of the old block, a couple of people that says, Wesley's looking for you, Wesley's looking for you, and I said, okay, they said, he said, call him. So I got busy that day. I didn't get a chance to call him. But the next day I could hear God say, call Wesley, call Wesley. So I called Wesley. He said, I'm so glad to hear from you. I've been looking for you. He said, you know what, I, my mom and dad left there, and they left me well off. He said, um, do you need anything? And at the time I really didn't. I said, no, Wesley, I'm okay. He said, no, sis, if you need anything, he said, let me know. I got you. I said, no, Wesley, if I've got something from you. I don't know if I'll be able to pay you back or when. He said, don't matter, but do you need anything? And I just said, no, I don't. I really don't. Hung up the phone. But let me go back a little bit. Before we hung up, he said, Renee, thank you for being my friend, and I thank you for being my sister. He said, I love you. I love you like a brother. He said, you've never been nothing but nice to me. And I said, you too, Wesley. I love you. The same, you know, we talked a little couple more minutes, and we hung up. And he, but he said, keep in touch with me, and we hung up. My phone rung about 10, 15 minutes later. I said, Wesley called me back already? And I said, hello? And his wife said, hey, Renee, this Mars is not Wesley. I said, okay, is everything okay? She said, no. As soon as he hung the phone up, he had a massive heart attack and died. That broke my heart. But just imagine how I would have felt if I did not hear God say call him, if I had not called him, if I had not heard him say, I love you and I appreciate you for being my friend, for being my sister. I threw that in there for a little note to just say, when you hear God, stop looking for a loudspeaker a bullhorn, or somebody just screaming down the street, the Lord said call him. No. Stop looking for that. Look for that tender voice that's going to call on you in the late and the midnight hours, early in the morning, or you could be at work or you could be walking down the street or driving. You may hear something on the radio or you may hear somebody say something or anything, you may read something, and you get a message through God from that. Run to the tower. Run to God. He's safe there. When you hear about things going on in your neighborhood, uh, places you used to live, places you used to go, a place that you just left, or a place you're on your way to, and God had had the love, not the nerve, the love to stop you or remove you, keep you from being in that situation or that place. Learn how to say, God, thank you. Learn how to pray and say, God, it could have been me. It could have been me, God. I thank you for all the time, me and my sister Cecilia, when we were young, 
used to go out and people, we was in parties, not paying attention, but we was having a good time. People was getting shot around us, behind us, next to us, in front of us. I'm telling you, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, when I think about how God has took my sister, allowed her to go all over this world to different countries and different places and bring her back. I have a, a cousins that have been to Germany and uh, other parts of Europe and other places, and God brought them back. I have a cousin right now over in Hong Kong. God brought her back. I think Hong Kong and Japan went up the same place. I don't know. Brought her back for the family reunion. And I thank God. I thank God for how he allowed my son to go away to school and come back in his right mind. I thank God for my nieces and my great-nieces and nephews that's going away to school and coming back, and God is going to keep them while they're there. Because, see, one thing we know is the greatest gift we have, besides faith, belief, praise, honor, is prayer. When we give God what's due him, God give us what's due us. Like he told Solomon, you take care of my house, I'll take care of you. Our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 and 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. But you've got to seek him first. Seek God first. I, I notice it seems like every time I have to come on Facebook, or, or do blog talk or do both. It seems like the enemy try to stir things up. But you know what I say? God, that's you. I told you, yes, I got something to do. I got a time that I need to be in place to do what I told you I'm going to do. I just begin to pray. I thank God for, you know, him teaching me. I'm not going to tell you I'm this. But I thank God for teaching me how not to want. See, the word want keeps coming up tonight. To always have the last word. I'm asking God to teach me how to not always snap out. You know, I'm teaching God how to well, I, mean, I don't mean it by I'm teaching God. I'm allowing God to teach me how to let him take control. I'm asking God to keep me in a place where I don't just boil over like a pot like I used to. Well, I'm going to say it. I'm going to mean what I say. I'm going to say what I mean. That's that. That's it. You. Hmm. I'm asking God to help me to get in place to say, Lord, I need you than I did yesterday. God, I need you every day of my life. It's not a day goes by, I don't need you. It's not a day go by, I don't want to need you. God, I need you. And see, when we get to that place, that we know that we were born to live, to die. The in-between, we got to do what God's will. 
when we get to that place, we know that God created us not to want anything. When we know we get to that place when we can look at Psalms 23, the first verse alone says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. All we should want to do is give God what's due him. He said, give Caesar what Caesar. He said, but give him what Caesar. And I just want you to know, I want to give God his due. So I thank you all for joining in with me on tonight. I'm going to pause at this time and see if there's anybody on Blog Talk who would like to have some remarks about our conversation on tonight. If so, the lines are open. Amen, amen, amen. Minister Sylvia, can you hear me? Yes, I can. I love how um, God reminds us that we can walk through the shadow of death and he's with us and he protects us during that time. And the reason that I bring that up is that I was talking to someone about, you know, God being faithful to me all the days of my life. And the enemy was trying to use them to put a limit on my praise. And they began to tell me about how old I am and how I was too old to, you know, want to ride a three-wheeler and and things of that sort. And then God used you to say what he had me say and also to show how much I trust God. I said to them, I said, God is really good to me. God is faithful to me. And the same way God protected me when I was going overseas to all of these places alone and he had his angels encamped around me, the same way God took me to the war zone and brought me back, the same way God uh, brought me out of a coma, the same way God protected me when I dealt with, you know, mistaken identity, the same way. God has yeah. always been there for me. You're going to try to tell me that that God can protect me on a three-wheeler? I said, I ain't talking about a two-wheeler. Uh, I thought on a three-wheeler, you trying to minimize my God that took me to a war zone, to a combat zone, and all the things yeah. that I experienced and tell me that God has an age requirement? No, that same God can allow me to be 90 years old on a three-wheeler driving 15 miles an hour if that's what I need to do. But don't minimize the God God. that covered me in a combat zone. Don't minimize the God that covered me when I went overseas. Don't minimize the God that's been with me when I've been alone and in different places that people were getting killed and all that. Don't minimize the God that I serve. He's the same God of Moses, the same God of Adam, the same God of Elijah and Elijah, the same God of David, the same God. How dare you try to minimize my God? Yea, do I walk through the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Now let me hush. That's all I want to say. (laughs) My God. Thank you so much. I know that's right because when 
I thought about what I had planned to talk about, and God just kept in my head, in my heart for the last week or so, I brought you into this world with no wants. How dare you sit here and try to, as you say, minimize what my God would do? How dare you try to put my God in a a box that says he will only talk to me, I guess, when I'm at home? How dare you believe that my God won't talk to me in a crowded party with the music blasting as they say house head, house music? How dare you limit my God and the blessings he has for us? How dare you? Is there anyone else at this time would like to speak? I'm just so grateful that God has put no shame. You know, I have people that will call me, ask me to pray for them. I have people that tell me that they tune in and listen to or they watch the program. I have people that tell me I don't say nothing. I don't know why they don't say anything or why they don't type anything on Facebook. But it doesn't matter because, see, God gets the glory. God gets the honor. And God gets to know that you did get the word. So I, I'm just saying, when I think about all the people that I basically stopped hanging around, a lot of them don't know how to talk to me. But if they pray and talk to God, he would tell them how to talk to me. It's not that I've changed a lot. It's just certain conversations I just refuse to be a part of. Certain conversations I refuse to talk about. Certain things I just won't say. You know, because, see, I'm not going to give people a chance to try to use me to embarrass God. Oh, she's supposed to be saved. Now, you call her. You see, she called us up in the ministry, and she said, no, you're not going to say I said anything. And if you do say I said it, I'm telling you now, it's hearsay. And nine out of ten, I was repeating what you said. <laughs> so don't sit here and tell me that you're going to try to embarrass my God by something that come out of my mouth. Because what's coming out of my mouth tonight is Psalms 23, 1-6. Our foundational scripture, Matthew 6 and 33. So seek me first the kingdom of God and our righteousness. I'm sorry, and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Because I want you to know the God I serve is an awesome God. Here, today, tonight, tomorrow, and so on. The only thing on a parish in this world is you and me. But his word is going to stand forever. His word has caused life to come forth. His word has caused life to continue on. And his word will cause life to be judged at the end time. So I'm, 
I'm just so happy to know that God is a God of another chance. You know, I hear people say, God said, you take one step, he'll take two. Remember what I heard? I heard God said that he will carry you. He will keep you. He didn't say he'll walk with you for two or three steps. God said he will You keep his house, he'll keep yours. God said he will be there for you. I don't remember a, a letter or a note or a verse that says how long except to the end of time. That's the end of your time, my time. He will be there with you. So, again, I'm going to ask, is there anybody on blog talk that would like to have any a words at this time? Okay. Well, I'm going to give these announcements which I run out of time and forget. If you need prayer, you can call Pastor Linda Handy. Prayer line is 605-313-4818. 605-313-4818. Her access code is 641, I'm sorry, 647-147. 647-147. If you would like another prayer line from Sister Carmen, her prayer line is 605-313-4284. Prayer line is 605-313-4284. Her access code is 528-2607, 528-2607. If you would like to join us this Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear from our very own Apostle Elect Dr. Cecilia Kaiser at that Sunday morning service. You can be glad and be sure to tune in to hear what God has put on her heart to speak with us about. I guarantee you, you will be blessed if you tune in Sunday morning. If you were to tune in on Monday night, this is the first Monday of the month of our August. You can hear our very own Dr. Serena Wright to hear what God has put in her heart to share with us at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday evening. If you come back next Friday at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can hear me again to share with you what God has put on my heart to share with you all. Again, our foundation of scripture is Matthew 6 and 33. So seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. At this time, I would like for you all to pray with me for some family and friends. Okay? Father God, we just ask you to take your word, God, and plant it in our heart. Let us meditate on your word, God, day and night. God, don't let us give up, give in, God. Help us with our own beliefs. God, don't let us, our faith fail us now, O oh God. For those of us that need to change our heart and our mind, God, give us the strength to do so, even in the middle of our fun, God, even in the middle of us traveling these highways, going back and forth, enjoying our good times, God. We ask you to keep all of the bikers that rose of Memphis for the roundup, O oh God. For those that riding home from there, God, we ask you to keep them, God, let them go down the way they came back to take. God, keep all 
properties and everything in place, oh Lord. God, we just ask you to cover Minister Margo as she's going through her time of need right now. God, we just ask you to cover her, strengthen her body, oh God. Strengthen her mind, oh Lord. Give her everything that she needs, oh God. God, we trust you. God, we know that your will will be done concerning this matter with Minister Margo, oh God. We ask you to strengthen her sister, um, Tony Montgomery, Mother Tony Montgomery, God. Strengthen her right now. God, help her right now, oh Lord. Mm. That right there, God. Touch her heart, oh Lord. God, talk to her late in the midnight hours. Reassure her that your will, your will, oh God. God, we just ask you to hear our prayers. Hear our prayers, oh God. God, I ask you to pray and cover that we put on the altar on tonight. All prayers, God, cover them for missionary Linda Handy and her husband, Pastor Elder Greg Handy, oh God. We just ask you right now to touch them. Meet every need, oh Lord. Meet every need. Cover the missionary handy God when she's out working, oh Lord. Keep us safe, oh God. Can't make this enemy can stay back. Keep her house, God. Keep her home. Cover her children and her grandchildren. God, we ask you to cover Deacon Freddie Thomas, oh God. Keep him, Lord. Keep ready, oh God. Yes, Lord, heal, heal, heal. God, cover Prophet Antoine Thomas, Pastor, Servant Troy Thomas, Elder Lawrence Seabury, Minister Ron Montgomery. Apostle elect Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, her son Brandon, wife Michaela, the twins, and a new baby, oh God. Cover right now, God. Cover Taiwan and his wife Raven and all of their children and a new baby right now. Continue to heal Tiana, oh Lord. God, cover and heal T, her children and her grandchildren, oh Lord. God, cover. Levon and Carlton married and their children, oh God. God, cover my son, Sam. God, cover my household, God. We just ask you right now, Lord, have your way in our family. God, I don't want to leave a name out. I don't want to leave anybody out. But God, I'm asking you right now for a special, a special thing. Right now, whatever he needs, oh God, for Randy to see very oh God. Floyd, see there, oh God, I'm just, I can just see him right in my heart, the eyes of my heart, oh God. Do it for them, oh Lord. Do it for them, oh Lord. I call a name out, God. Randy and Floyd, I call it the name of my family members, oh God. Heal every Smith, every Thomas, every Seabury, every Brown. Every Mary, every Fair, every McMillan, oh God. Ah, every Kaiser, every Sanders, every Carl.
Carter every quarter. God, I just have you to see her right now, Lord. Hmm. The Kendrick Lamar. Hmm. The right. Every Kaiser. I have to say that again. Every Kaiser, Lord. Please, please. Cover, cover, cover. Let your will be done. Let your will be done, God. In the name of Jesus, we believe God. I believe God, God. I ask you for every one of my friends. I thank you for those that look there in our lives. Those that's looking in on the replay, God, I ask you to cover them right now with every need they have on the altar. Heal, oh God. Heal, heal, heal. In Jesus' name, I pray this thing. Cover the bakers, oh Lord. Cover them. Amen. So, with that being said, good night, everybody. Thank you all for joining in. Please share the video. Bye-bye.